T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, world, and welcome to Trust the Tape, episode 946,203, and they get it better every week. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside my co-host, Dane Brugler. You get him at DP Brugler, and you can find him on theathletic.com, dallascowboys.com, contributing to 105.3 The Fan. That's where you can hear me, the incredibly talented Radio host Jeff Cavanaugh, 105.3 The Fan, 10 to 3, Monday through Friday, the home of the Cowboys, home of the Texas Rangers, which you probably don't care about right now. What's up, Dane? Good day. Good yeah, morning. We're not recording in the morning. First Spoiler time alert. we've never recorded in the morning, I think. So I, I feel a little rejuvenated. You know, I'm actually awake. And Tons so, of energy. Yeah, that's it's a good oozing. thing. oozing. It's oozing. Uh, that's, sorry that's, about that. That's what I'm known week. for. Yeah, uh, everybody. Uh, yeah, Dane's, Dane brings the energy, and I bring the very measured analysis to all of the college football players, or it's the opposite. Either way, however you view it. So I wanted to add something to the podcast this week, and I want to ask the people. You can you can love it or you can kill it. I'm calling it the Pat Mahomes rule. Hmm. He's not a rookie, but I'm going to include him anyway. Uh, rookie talk, NFL rookie talk, if there's not enough going on in college football, and second year talk if they haven't really played yet, and they're awesome. It's the rule inspired by Pat Mahomes and Darius Leonard, who has nine million tackles in the NFL already. Absolutely, that's I, my rule. That, no, and I think that's the way to do it because you know it's one thing to talk about these guys at the college level where they're headed. We got to kind of you know check our work, what we're surprised by, what kind of we expected. Uh, so yeah, it's a good idea to talk about these rookies, and we've already through two weeks of the NFL season had some. Rookies step up in a big way. Some may be surprised. Some we expected. And interestingly enough, we're both perfect <laughs> at prospect evaluation so far. I was a little bit surprised, but after being perfect five years in a row, not totally shocked. Not totally. No. Okay, first thing from our college football weekend to get into, who do you want? LSU-Auburn, Texas-USC, Ohio State-TCU? Uh, well, let's start with the big game, uh, Ohio State-TCU. I think it's... I thought we had them. I thought we had them, Frogs. Oh, we. So what number were you? I uh, wear number 85. Okay, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say that TCU outcoached and out-schemed Ohio State for probably 95% of that game. Uh, the first half especially, uh, their execution, their up-tempo, what they did on offense, that really had uh, Ohio State kind of off-balance. And then the TCU offense, Sean Robinson, a quarterback, only a sophomore, he kept the offense moving at a quick pace. The defense played fast. They kept Ohio State quiet for that first half. No offensive points. The only time uh, Ohio State scored a touchdown was that strip sack by Nick Bosa uh, in the first quarter. So, uh, But then the second half, Ohio State's talent uh, is just too much. And TCU made a few key mistakes that uh, you really just can't make when you're facing a team like Ohio State. Uh, that throwback on the kickoff that went forward uh, instead of being a lateral, that seemed to be like a momentum shifter, uh, took points off the board. Then the interception on that shovel pass. Uh, you know, Nick Bosa, he was injured, 
and off uh, in, in street clothes on the sideline. So they needed somebody to step up. Draymond Jones, who he debuted at number 20 overall, I believe, on my top 32 board. Uh, he came through in a big way, intercepted that shovel pass, uh, and not only intercepted it, blew it up, but he returned to 30 yards for the touchdown. That gave Ohio State the lead, and they didn't look back after that. So, uh, you know, it's just another reason why Ohio State, they can beat you in so many ways. And we have to mention Dwayne Haskins, of course. Uh, I want to ask you about Dwayne Haskins in this way, because I had to look it up to make sure, but mm-hmm. he's a redshirt sophomore. He's so in three theory, years. Yeah, no, in he's, theory, he's draft eligible. And because nobody had really seen him before other than spot duty in 2017, mm-hmm. his name was isn't really on the radar as a prospect until he starts playing. And we're only three games into it, but much like Cardale Jones when he first played, uh, I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah. And with this guy, I'm way more intrigued than I was with Cardale Jones. Like He had a big arm and everything, but I just didn't think he looked like an NFL player. We got three games of evidence, but Dwayne Haskins looks very much like the real deal. Yeah, and before the season started, uh, I wrote an, uh, an article on The Athletic. Is this the year that the Big Ten uh, quashes their streak of not producing a first-round quarterback? And one of the dark... You didn't think it would be somebody this year, did you? No, I uh, yeah, I think oh. it, it could be. Because okay. you look at Nate Stanley at Iowa, you look at Lewerke at Michigan State, they, they've got talent. But one of the dark horses I mentioned was Dwayne Haskins. And at that point, he had thrown like, I think, 56 passes in his career. Um, you know, we had seen him at length against Michigan when he came in, got the save uh, when JT Barrett was hurt. So, and Urban Meyer called uh, Dwayne Haskins the best quarterback he had ever seen as a recruit. So, I mean, there's already hype going into it, and he's How's lived Ur- up to it so is far. Is Urban back? He is back. All right. Um, Congrats, Urban. We'll see how that goes, how that changes things. I mean, Ryan Day, the interim head coach. He, he already turned down an SEC job. He's on his way to basically getting uh, a big-time job here, and in, if not next offseason, the following offseason. But, no, Dwayne Haskins is definitely a, a quarterback prospect we need to have on the radar because he is three years removed from high school. He is draft eligible. And at this pace, uh, he looks like a big-time player. So, uh, and TCU, that was the biggest test up to this point. You know, Beating Oregon State, beating Rutgers, that's great. Um, but if he could do it against a TCU defense, a Gary Patterson-led defense, that would be a, a big thing. And he showed off that special arm of his. But more importantly, he stayed poised. Uh, he avoided critical mistakes. He was accurate. And it, it's just really hard not to be impressed by his skill set and where he can go from here. Okay, and the guy who had to leave town because Haskins was going to be the starter was uh, Joe Burrow, yeah. who is now the quarterback at LSU. 3-0 and LSU. After beating Auburn 22-21, and that game was at Auburn. It was. So that's not an easy place to play. No. Uh, Probably the biggest difference is Joe Burrow did not turn the ball over. Jarrett Stidham threw a couple of picks. And so LSU beats Auburn despite, when I'm just looking at the numbers of this game, they couldn't really run the ball. They didn't pass it that efficiently. So they stood there. They punched each other in the mouth until somebody fell down, and it was Auburn that fell down. Yeah, and... It was a disappointing game for Auburn and for Jarrett Stidham, especially because it's easy to see why NFL scouts are, are high on him. Big, uh, great athlete, big arm. Exactly. And so when you have those tools to start with, but the thing is, and, and he entered the season as my number two quarterback. Thing is, is he looks like the same guy we saw last year. I, I've not seen much improvement this year through three games. It's still early. It's September. We're not writing the book on Jarrett Stidham just yet, but it was disappointing. Uh, the biggest thing I worry about with him is. His reaction to pressure. He has great mobility. He has a rocket for an arm, 
But if you're not using those things uh, in a nuanced way to escape pressure and create those second chance plays, it really doesn't mean that much. And so the lack of the second chance play from Jarrett Stidham, I thought was a big reason why uh, LSU was able to win this game. And yeah, credit to them. Credit to you know Coach Orgeron for having his team ready. And uh, that defensive line's nasty for LSU. Rashard Lawrence is a big time player. Uh, Devin White, a linebacker, and then they've got a stacked secondary led by Greedy Williams, who entered the year as a top 10 pick, and he's only lived up to that hype so far. How important are just traits when you're talking about where a quarterback could be picked? Because I think you look at Jarrett Stidham, and you're talking about a guy who completion percentage is okay in college, no problem there, but never big numbers, never super efficient, not a great rating, and then you go back to six what is he six three six three and 220 athlete arm offenses not all offenses are the same in college football like it it seems like quite a challenge and you're probably the best in the business so like how tough is that that you can't point to it and be like well look he was a great player he's going to be a difficult evaluation because the coaches speak highly of him uh of his intelligence of the way he handles himself uh you know practices film room all that so you know, it's he checks a lot of boxes, and it's but at some point you have to see it on the field. Uh, all the work that he puts in, all those traits, they have to manifest into quality plays on tape, and he just doesn't have enough of those yet. Now he made that touchdown throw against Washington in the end corner of the end zone, where perfect placement, where the DB couldn't make a play. That's exactly what you wanted to see. So coming out of week one, I would feeling really good about Jared Stidham. Then against LSU, a tougher defense, uh, he, he didn't show up when his team needed him the most. And they didn't lose that game because of Jared Stidham. There are plenty of reasons. But now it's important, okay, moving forward, how does Jared Stidham answer against the rest of the SEC schedule? Uh, you know, he's he was part of that team last year that beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Can he do it again this year? How does he perform against Mississippi State, one of the best defenses, uh, not only in the SEC, but the nation? And so, again, it's September, not writing off Jarrett Stidham at all, but I need to see improvement in some of those key areas, especially his reaction to pressure. If he gets better in that area, he's a first-round pick all day. Our other uh, big game of the weekend is Texas destroyed USC at home in Austin. Despite Sam Ellinger's not that good. (sighs) I mean, he's okay. Is is that your guy? No, I mean, he's not my guy. You wouldn't want to see Bouchelle? No, I, I would rather stick with Ellinger. Just, I think he's a little more consistent with what he can do with his legs. Uh, I mean, because that offensive line is it, it's leaky. They're going to let the pass rushers through. And I thought Ellinger did an okay job reacting to it and still moving the sticks. He did just enough. And I mean, it, yeah, the final score looked like it was a blowout, but I, I mean, Texas. Third or, quarter, they beat him up. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. USC had the lead. The first, entire first half. It wasn't until a, a field goal with zeros on the board going into halftime that Texas took their first lead of the game. And credit to them, they came out of halftime and just blew the doors off in the second half. But this was a close game for the entire first half. And so uh, there's a. I think if you're Texas, there's a lot of reasons to be encouraged, especially on defense. Uh, Gary Johnson at linebacker. He's just Whew, he's USC a, couldn't run the ball no. at all. The, the speeding bullet. Do you mean do you mean rushing yards USC had? Uh, yes. Yes, I do, Dane. Because I'm looking at it. How many? Somewhere around. Tell the people. Ne- I'm guessing around, I'm doing math here, like negative three? Negative five. That's now, what they, they count sacks, with. right? Because I see JT Daniels at three for negative 26. Yes, I'm assuming they do. that's sacks. 
So if you didn't count sacks, then they might have run for like 20-something yards. Negative five sounds cooler, though. Yeah. That's they, not they, a they great day. Yeah. I tell you what, in this game, though, I'm just looking at names. Mm-hmm. I got three awesome names right here. <laughs> Who at the you top got? Of okay, Texas. Uh-huh. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Yeah. He's, he's you draft eligible. Up, you know, you grew up like I grew up mm-hmm. in high school or middle school. You were listening to Lil Wayne, <laughs> and you got Lil, lots of Lils, and that's an official name. Lil Jordan Humphrey. That's an awesome name. USC, Amon Ra St. Brown. Well, you know who his older brother is. I'd guess Equinemius. Exactly. But I love the name Amon Ra because I believe there was a tablet of Amon Ra in one of the mummy movies. <laughs> So there's, or maybe it was a night at the museum. It might have been night at the. Don't some worry type about of where artifact. it was, but it was an artifact in something. Right. There was something going on with an Amon Ra, and they got a guy named. How do you say this guy? Vave Malapai. That sounds right. Sure, that was a good bunch of names in Texas USC. Yeah, so USC is terrible. Um, they, not, well, they, they're not just sure too young. Happens. They're yeah. just well, and I mean, yeah. There's a lot. I think there's plenty of reasons why, but they're just a young team. They have a true freshman at quarterback. They've got a uh, true freshman at uh, at receiver. They've got uh, their running game. They can't get started. Stephen Carr's a talented guy, uh, but you know he's sharing the backfield with the senior, and it's just the offensive line isn't there. That's the biggest thing to me is the offensive line just doesn't look like a USC quality offensive line. Uh, but you know, credit to Texas, they they've recruited well over the years, and we saw it. You know, kind of. Uh, the talent shine out. Uh, you mentioned uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey. He's he's a guy that can really beat you out of the slot with that size. Uh, match him up against uh, safeties. Is he indeed little? No, he's a big guy. Okay, so but Lil Jordan is big. He, Lil Jordan's big. Okay, and he's kind of that big slot for him. You see him a lot there. Strong at the catch point. He's athletic. Strong hands. Uh, Colin Johnson, another tall tree at receiver, number nine. He looks like a power forward uh, with with the way he can move at his size, the way he can attack the football. So. Yeah, if, if you're Texas, you feel good about that. But at the same time, you don't have time to read your press clippings. You don't have time to, you know, be happy about this. You need to move on. And you got TCU on the schedule coming up this Saturday. Um, and you look at their next five opponents for Texas, they're 12-3. and three. Uh, So you're, you're about to hit the meat of your schedule. You've got TCU this Saturday, Oklahoma in two weeks. Um, and it, by the way, can we stop with the... Texas is back. Talk. Texas is back. Stop. They beat USC. Stop. I, wait, stop. USC is not back. No, uh, USC is out, but Texas is back. When Texas beats TCU and Oklahoma and we're not surprised and we don't consider it an upset, then we can talk about Texas being back. Oh, well, that'll be in like 2023. Well, then, then that's Lincoln when we Riley can talk has about to it. leave for Texas to be back then. Mm, you might be right Maybe about Gary that. Maybe Gary Patterson, too. <laughs> Thing is, is, if Texas beats TCU and or Oklahoma, would you be surprised? Yes. All right. Well, Texas is not back. I'd be then. a little surprised if they beat TCU. I'd be shocked if they beat OU. Then Texas isn't back. It, okay. No, That's I mean, a we, fair point. We need them to start. You know, we. I don't want to see these couple touchdown spreads when Texas is playing. Okay. So there were a few. This is going to be Texas intensive for just another minute here. Uh, I was watching the Texas A and M Clemson game. Is am I two weeks ago now in my brain? Mm-hmm. The big receiver Rogers for A and M. Yeah. Where did he come from? Because I didn't know his name, and he was out there killing him. Yeah. Well, he's only a redshirt sophomore, uh, a guy that did not a lot on him up until what he did that day. But, yeah, Kendrick Rogers, 6'4", 
looked like he's like 180 pounds. He's don't skinny. worry about that. Don't but worry about no, that. No, credit to him. He had a great game uh, against Clemson with the way he was attacking the ball, physical at the, uh, at the catch point, traffic, uh, catching a ball in a crowd did not bother him Has at all. Has a leg that's made out of Play-Doh. You see the play? Was it him that fell down? Yeah, it was him that fell down. And yeah. like it looked like he broke everything in his leg, ankle, foot. Yeah, and, he's pliable. And he stood back up and yeah. pretended he wasn't even down. That no, was pretty you, awesome. When you look at the wide receiver position, you want guys with huge catch radiuses. And that's exactly what he offers with that length, with his leaping his skills, uh, with his ability to attack the football. He's got a huge catch radius, and that's exactly what you need. What about the exact opposite of huge guys? Because another guy that I saw uh, somebody asked on social media for a comparison is Oklahoma's Hollywood Brown. It's yeah. it's actually Marquise, right? Mm-hmm. But Hollywood Brown, and he can fly. I he know he can. can fly. And they asked you for, or they asked me for an NFL comparison, <laughs> and I just sat there and waited for you. And you went with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And, and when you say that, my initial thought was, oh, you're saying he's a first round player, like number one overall. Well, he because could, no. if Tyreek Hill, if you knew what he was going to be, sure, you'd pick him in the top five. And hey, Marquise Brown could end up being a first round pick if you have a specific. Vision for him. He looks like he's 165 pounds. Well, and that's the big difference. That's where the Tyree Kill comparison doesn't really work because Tyree Kill's 185, close to 190. I mean, he's got a little more build to him. Uh, Marquise Brown's 20, 25 pounds uh, less than that. So that's a big difference. But if you talk about role and talk about speed and talk about how a guy can, uh, you know, beat a defense, stress a defense, that's what Marquise Brown can do. He's not quite Tyree Kill, uh, but in terms of role, in terms of how he can beat a defense. That's how they should use him, and it'll be interesting with him because he is an explosive playmaker, yet he is undersized. Uh, And it's not just height-wise. Like you said, he's, I don't know, 170, 175 pounds. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So that'll be, uh, yeah, on a good day. Maybe by the combine he gets up there, but he's going to fly at the combine with what he's going to run. He's he's explosive. Okay, have we missed anything from over the weekend? Uh, no, I mean, you touched on Oklahoma, Iowa State. Kyler Murray, again, looked great. Uh, Iowa State's got a couple of ballers, too. That receiver, they Hakeem couldn't Butler. handle that. What is he, 6'5", yeah. 6'6"? Six, six, six? They couldn't handle him. Talk about a power forward, at wide receiver. That's exactly. That running back is awesome, too. Yeah, Dave Montgomery, he's he's a fun player. I I gave him a second-round grade over the summer. I Maybe there's a chance he can get into the first. I don't, I don't necessarily Could see it. Could he move up because Rodney Anderson's out for the year? Yeah. Could I, he become the top running back? Yeah, well, he was my number two running back. So he, uh, he became the top running back. Yeah, uh, essentially. I, I don't think he's a first rounder, but yeah, if, if he if flash forward, say you went in the time machine and you see how the draft plays out in a couple months or eight nine months, and then you come back and you tell me that Dwayne Haskins was the first quarterback drafted, David Montgomery is the first running back drafted. I okay, yeah, I could see that easily. I mean, that that, that would not surprise me at all. I love it. I love. Uh that the quarterback thing is so unsettled at this point. Yeah. And that it's kind of all over the place. And so all of these guys have the opportunity to prove it throughout this college football season. Nobody, Nothing's locked in. Well, that's a great transition into this upcoming weekend because we've got Oregon's Justin Herbert going up against Stanford. Uh, might be the, the big game this weekend, Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun because Stanford ranks literally number one in all of college football in scoring defense. They've allowed two touchdowns this year. Um, and so they... Who they played? They played one FCS team. Okay. But they did play San Diego State, which... That's real. Yeah, it's... It's a real football team. And USC. So okay. uh, not, not exactly just uh, nobodies. Uh, but Oregon, 
they've got some talent on both sides of the ball on defense. Jalen Jelks, uh, Holland's a pass rusher, Troy Dye at linebacker. So Oregon's got some prospects you need to keep an eye on. And then uh, on offense, of course, Justin Herbert. When I when I looked at all these quarterbacks over the summer, he was clearly my number one quarterback. Uh, he debuted at number three overall on the draft board. Um, a guy that did you think he was the third best player, or did you put him there because he's a quarterback? I think he has the potential to be literally the third best player. Okay, uh, if not, I mean even higher than that because he has. If you separate all the parts of what makes what makes him, you just get excited because he has everything. Uh, the size, the arm talent. Uh, he's really intelligent. Uh, he's a 4.0 student. That translates to the field. You can see it. Uh, he's a very natural thrower with uh, his touch down the field. So there's so much to like about Justin Herbert. And he deals with a lot of drops. And his completion percentage on the year through three games is like 56%, but high percentage out. of drops. I'm out. High percentage he's of Josh drops. Josh Allen. <laughs> that's, why you, that's why you don't box score, Scout. Oh, all right? yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. So, yeah, he's a big-time player, and can he do it? Now, the game's in Eugene uh, at Autzen, so you know he gets the benefit of home field advantage. Um, it's going to be a big game to see how he performs. How are you the Nike good... school, and you got guys that can't catch? Yeah, they're young guys. They're all young guys, yeah. Well, young people are supposed to be able to catch, too. My mm-hmm. hands were in my prime as like a junior in high school. That's where I was at my snatch the football best. Mm. My route running obviously came along. Uh, and then in the Abilene Christian years, of course, everybody remembers the winning the hands challenge, but I wasn't at my best. Everybody anymore. remembers that. Everybody yeah. remembers that. Oh, so this get college football this weekend, though. Yeah. Other, uh, other stuff. So, I mean, it's not a loaded slate of games. Uh, you look at the noon uh, schedule. I'm looking forward to Georgia, Missouri, uh, mainly to see Drew Locke and how he performs uh, quarterback, top senior quarterback this year, going up against Georgia defense. That's uh, it's just loaded. DeAndre Baker at corner. He's my number one ranked senior at the position. Uh, DeAndre Walker, one of the top pass rushers uh, in this class. So uh, they're going to be going, getting after Locke. And so how does he perform? How does he react? Uh, Derek Dooley now is offensive coordinator there. So I think that's through three games, I think it's helped them uh, introducing a little more pro style concepts into uh, into the play calling. So uh, when I look at Locke, I I get flashbacks of Derek Carr when I watch him at Fresno State. Uh, just that special arm doesn't always use it the right way, but you see a lot of talent there. And if you can rein it in and get him to play with more consistency, you have something. And so I think with Locke, that's uh, he's going to test really well. He's he's athletic. He's smart. Uh, scouts love his makeup. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, in the afternoon, we have TCU at Texas. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, about both those teams. You have one team coming off that crushing loss. You have another team that's coming off the uplifting win. How does that balance itself out? Um, I'd be surprised if TCU doesn't win this game. That, watching TCU Saturday night and Texas Saturday night, TCU seemed like the much better team. We'll see how they operate in Austin. And I'm then, more of a uh, Kansas State at West Virginia guy. There you go. Just I'm, see your boy. I'm more of a Will Greer truther. I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait for everybody to uh, catch up to my guy being a baller. It wasn't the PEDs at Florida that made him good. Oh no, it was the ability. Oh okay. And the hair. I hate that he cut the hair for the Heisman campaign. Maybe his wife. That, maybe his wife made him do it. That's awful. It's awful because I saw that they. They were talking about, are we going to do a Heisman came, uh, campaign for him? 
And they had to figure out is he the right guy for this, and they decided yes, he is, and they he cut his hair. Oh, you you'd love Justin Herbert then. He's got the locks flowing a little okay, bit. Okay, he's longer. Yeah, got some hair. Yeah, he. Okay, that's my guy then. His true freshman. He came in as a true freshman. He looked he looked like me. You know, baby faced, fifteen years old. Perfect. Uh, you know, salesman comes to the door and asks if your parents are there. That's my guy. That Sunshine. Actually, that, that actually happened to me, by the way. What? Um, most embarrassing moment of my life. How, wait, how? When was it? How long ago? Uh, like. I don't know, six months ago. How old are you? Uh, 31. And their first words were? Uh, no, I'm 32. Yeah, I'm 32. <laughs> uh, their first words were? Hi, is your mom or dad there? And it was, what were they selling? Uh, is a guy, it was right after we had some hail damage, so it was roofers okay. kind of going around trying to get business. And How did you respond? I, I didn't. I was I was so shocked. I didn't. Did I, you go get your wife? I, no, I, it was during the day, so I was I was home. No one else was home. I, I I was literally so shocked by it that I just stared at him. And then after three seconds, a solid three seconds of he just understood, quiet, he screwed up. He looked at me and said, "Or are you the dad?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so at that point, he he went into a spiel about this and that, and the whole time he had to know, like, all right, I, I didn't get this. Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm wasting this isn't my time. Work. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was... So that as an was, NFL GM, when you get that job, are, do you think other teams are going to think they can take advantage of you? Let them, yeah. Call that 16-year-old. That's part of it, man. See if he'll trade it. Exactly. You're going to have to cuss some people out and let them know. I mean, it's one of those things where maybe in 10 years I'll appreciate it when I'm 42 and I look like I'm 32, but whatever. For now, you want to look old? Uh, yeah, I mean... You want to be an old guy? <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, A&M Alabama. Yeah, I forgot about them. They yeah. They why would you forget that game? Because it's a four touchdown spread, and I think Alabama's going to cover. I mean, hey. so wait, does that mean? Hold on, I got to do. I got to do some uh, some math here. Are you not sold on Clemson? No, I'm because, not sold on okay, Clemson. Okay, because no. A&M gave them all they wanted. Yeah, maybe they more. They maybe should have won that game, other than a terrible call and well, ball being out of bounds that wasn't in in, in College Station. And I Clemson, I'm not. I, Clemson's a good team. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're, you know, what they've been the last few years, mainly because they have issues at quarterback and some issues elsewhere, and the fact that Alabama's just been that good. I mean, Tua is the favorite for the Heisman right now. How, how old is Tua? Is he a true sophomore? True sophomore. Okay, because he's the number one pick. He's That dude's the real deal. Yeah, he is. He's fun. He's and, a full-size man, and he can throw it. Yeah. And, Accurate, big arm, awesome athlete. Well, and he's, he's what Alabama hasn't had. I, I mean, think Nick Saban hates him. I think Nick Saban is looking at the coaches like, I hate that we have to keep putting this guy in there. He might throw a pick one day. For the first time. We have to throw the ball? In Nick Saban's career, they've never scored, his teams have never scored 50 points in three straight games. Never. Even going back to when he was head coach at Toledo or when he was head coach at Michigan State, head coach at LSU. When he was been a head coach, his teams have never scored 50 plus in three straight games until the first three games of this year. (laughs) The first three starts of Tua's career. So, I mean, what's that tell you right there? It's... Alabama's just different. I mean, and I think with A&M, it's not, it's not that A&M's a bad team by any means. It's just Alabama's just that good. It, the game's in Tuscaloosa. And until Alabama has a game where they fail to cover, I'm going to take the point. Or I'm going to take the, the team. I'm going to take them favored uh, and say that A&M's not going to come within, what is it, it's 26 and a half, 27 points, I think, is the, the spread. So. Whew. A cover, he says. What, do you, what, what would you do? 
Or what, well, what I, are I'm you bet going with to what do? you say because I've tried this before on my own, and then I tell you what I bet, and you're like, "Oh, that was stupid," and you turn out to be right. And when well, I, I, like look. when I took Florida State against NC State to cover, and NC State yeah. had Bradley Chubb and whoever else, but it was early in the year. I don't know the guys yet. Right. You knew the guys. I didn't know. I was but, just making a wager. Florida State's Florida State. I mean, A&M is better than I think a lot of people thought, including myself, but with what they did against Clemson, uh, especially with Kellen Mond stepping up as a sophomore now. But it just comes back to Alabama. Uh, Deontay Thompson, center field, roaming uh, the middle of the field, what they have in the front seven, uh, on offense, they go so deep at running back, it's just not even fair. Their wide receivers are all young, but they're all legit. Judy, I mean, he's a true sophomore. And then it comes back to Tua. Uh, he's He's perfect on third downs. Perfect. And it's just, it's hard to beat them. And a and going to be in a spot where it's going to turn into a, a trying to match point for point, and they're not going to be able to. They're, it's going to lead to mistakes. Uh, I just, I think uh, Alabama is going to run away with it. My guy Joe tweeted in. He wants to hear about Iowa's tight end. He said he heard a lot coming into the year, but it hadn't been a huge year for him so far. Noah Font. And he, he debuted at number 12, I think, on my big board uh, to begin the year. He's just he's that Evan Ingram style of tight end, but he's more like a big wide receiver with what he can do. Iowa on offense has struggled, uh, and that's another big game we have coming up, Wisconsin at Iowa. Even though Wisconsin had the upset against BYU, Wisconsin, one of the better offensive lines going up against Iowa's defensive line, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, but I a lot of corn-fed humans right there. Yeah, a lot of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Iowa needs to step it up on offense. Nate Stanley, a quarterback, has been up and down. They haven't had a great run game. Uh, Noah Fant hasn't lit up the box scores, but you see him out there, and he's he's running by guys. Uh, he's a big-time talent. Uh, even though the box score might not say it, uh, Noah Fant, he's a top tight end. Uh, like I said, he was a top 15 pick to begin the year. We'll see how he progresses throughout the season. Okay, anything else on the upcoming weekend, or is it time for the uh, NFL minute? One more, one more game I want to talk about. Uh, Arizona State at Washington. The main reason is because I know you love wide receiver corner matchups. Oh, I sure do. You I need sure to watch do. this game to watch uh, the wide receiver for Arizona State against a, a cornerback from Washington. This cornerback from Washington, Byron Murphy, might be uh, the best corner in the nation. I, he, I'm that high on him. I wrote up uh, on The Athletic this week about what he's done up to this point. what I, And I kind of broke it down by what I look for in a cornerback, each trait, and then why Byron Murphy is above average in that area. So uh, Byron Murphy going, he's only a redshirt sophomore, but he's legit. He's going up against Nikhil Harry, who entered the year as my top senior, or my top uh, draft eligible wide receiver. And he's a bigger guy, reminds me a lot of Mike Williams. Um, he's not going to blow past guys just in terms of you know pure speed, but he's big, he's physical, he's tough. Uh, strong hands. Uh, I think he could be the top wide receiver prospect this year. So anytime we see Harry, number one, lined up with uh, Murphy, who, what number is Murphy? What number is Murphy, Dane? Number six, I think. That didn't sound confident Yes, at number all. six. Okay, I'm trying to flash back when, okay. I, when I watched him. Uh, when you see number one against number six, that's going to be the matchup to watch because that's two future first-round players, two future NFL pros. All right, now for the NFL Minute. You can pick any rookie you'd like to talk about. Uh, I would like to just point and laugh at the New York Giants, <laughs> who have an awesome running back now. If you've watched Saquon Barkley in the NFL over the last few weeks, you already know that he's awesome. Quickness, speed, power, what do you want? He's got it. He's awesome. 
Yet this past week, I believe he averaged two point something per carry and about five and a half yards per catch. No matter how good you are at running back, you can't do much by yourself. Now, he did do it by himself on one carry against yeah. uh, Jacksonville, which is great. In the that opener, was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sam Darnold's playing for the Jets uh, in the same city. Josh Rosen, it's about time. He needs to start for the Cardinals here pretty soon. And the Giants are being held back by what they've been held back uh, by for half a decade. The offensive line's part of it, but so is the quarterback. And you passed. The 37-year-old quarterback. The 37-year-old quarterback with a career QB rating of like 84. And you passed on multiple franchise quarterbacks for a running back. Ha, 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 ha. Bad pick. No, Awesome player. Bad pick. We talked about this, and this isn't just you know uh, hot takes after two weeks. We talked about this at the draft. Uh, it, you know, New York went for the win now approach, adding a running back who they thought would help the offense. Uh, you know, help the quarterback, help open things up. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't really matter if you don't have the other p- talent around him. Saquon Barkley is great. It's not a criticism necessarily against him, but you look at some of the other teams that have taken running backs high, like you know Dallas with Zeke. You know he, he was supposed to be with Tony Romo, kind of be the last piece of that offense. Now it turned out Dak Prescott turned out to be the quarterback, and uh, it worked out okay because of that offensive line. Uh, you look at Jacksonville with Leonard Fournette. Even that hasn't really looked great. Even they're four zero without him. Exactly, and his he averages like three point nine a carry. And they're scoring like almost 30 points a game without him. So, I mean, they're doing okay with Leonard Fournette. And look, the Giants aren't going to go own 16. They'll win a game here. But good chance they're picking top 10 next year. And I, I took a lot of criticism on, not a lot, but some a faction of Twitter uh, responding because I kind of tweeted the same thing you've been talking about. Just block them all. That's what t- You get to control your well, Twitter no, I, experience. I want to help educate. Oh, anybody who disagrees with me, I immediately block. <laughs> no, you don't. It's a block party. No, I don't. I have muted a few people, though. Uh, I mean, because I, 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 I want to hear all sides. I want to have a discussion. That's what Twitter's for. And so I'm open to other opinions. But on this, it, it's hard to justify when Eli, you know what Eli Manning is. I mean, what do you think was going to change this year? And, you know, I, I, people talk about, oh, well, maybe they didn't have a high grade on Darnold or high grade on Rosen. Well, that's fine. But they committed to Eli Manning from the start. This isn't like they even really gave those quarterbacks a chance. And so now you put yourself behind the eight ball and, People, uh, the other response I get is, oh, well, they'll just get a quarterback next year because they pro- might be picking high. Okay, well, what if the junior quarterbacks in this class don't come out? What if we don't have a top 10 quarterback this year? I mean, it's bound to happen. We've had two really good quarterback classes the last two years. Pat Mahomes, Trubisky, uh, Deshaun Watson, this past year with Darnold and Rosen and Baker. I, It's bound to happen. His history tells us we're going to have an off year for quarterbacks. Maybe that's next year. Or maybe we do have a couple quarterbacks and the Giants pick fifth and two or three quarterbacks go in the top three. So you're not guaranteed a quarterback. And you're not guaranteed a rookie quarterback is going to work out. But you have to at least be in position to draft one. And they were in this past draft. They might not be in this upcoming draft. So... The, the new GM they brought in with Gettleman, I, you know, they went for the win now approach. It's kind of, and in his defense, it might be above his head, ownership and all that, but it's looking like it was a wrong move. And now they have to break in a young quarterback because they don't have a long term at the position. And okay, you're going to bring it, break in a new quarterback. How long is that going to take? Saquon Berkeley is going to be up for a new contract by the time you feel good about your quarterback situation. Good job, Giants. That's what I got. That's uh, what I got for my rookie minute. One rookie I want to talk about is Philip Lindsay, running back from Denver. Undrafted. Which is just ridiculous. I mean, it's not like he was a a third round. I gave him a six-round grade. Okay, so I I shouldn't say ridiculous, but because I I wasn't truly surprised. Better than Saquon. 
<laughs> he's a good player, and he was all of you watch his tape and. You you get excited about him. Uh, he, he runs with those fast feet, like his feet are on fire. He's really tough, really determined. The biggest issue with him was at the pro day, he was 184 pounds. Oh, and I say pro day because he wasn't invited to the combine somehow. Oh. Uh, at his pro day, he's 184 pounds. And that's not really what you're looking for in a running back, a guy that is as tough as he is, likes to bang between the tackles. Uh, but he's a really talented guy. I think he was second all-time at Colorado in rushing yards. Uh, and he's a top intangible guy. Who's top? Is it still Rashawn Salam? No, I think yeah, he passed Salam. I believe. I think uh, Benami. Uh, I believe. So, I'll verify. So and he was a three-year team captain. So the intangibles, check check that box. Eric Bieniemy. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so everything about this guy said he's worth a flyer in the later rounds. He's worth a draft pick. And so far. With the Denver Broncos, back-to-back weeks of over 100 yards of total offense, first time an undrafted free agent's ever done that in the first two games. So credit to Philip Lindsay being uh, being a dude and making everyone look silly, or not everyone, but the 32 teams for not invite, not getting him invited to the combine, and then not drafting him based on a skill set. All right, I have one question for you before we leave. We got it's, from Twitter. It's from Twitter from okay. at Skin Wade. Okay, what's a cool toy? A cool toy? Yep, that's it. That's the question. What's that's, a cool toy? Um, gosh. You see the new PlayStation thing coming out? I did see that. I don't know if you were in on PlayStation. Uh, I was more in 64. How's my little Nintendo doing? My my three-year-old loves it. Does he? Yeah. What's his game? Does he have a game? Uh, you like Mario. Okay, yeah. yeah, Mario's good. Mario's good. Did they, they, they release the games on the PlayStation yet? I haven't seen I know Final Fantasy VII's one of them, which of course it had to be. Incredible Ooh, game. Twisted Metal's got to be on that, right? I would think so. That was one. be hard to leave that one off. I, I remember my fourth grade uh, birthday party. Uh, I had a PlayStation that we borrowed from somebody else. It was like when they first came out, and that was that was the coolest party because I had, I had PlayStation. And that, did you play? Did you use the um, the ice cream truck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that, that really, that's the only one I remember now that I think about it. I'm trying to see because I can't think of... Like iconic PlayStation games very well. So I'm flipping through some right now. Crash Bandicoot. That was pretty good. Or Bandicoot. Bandicoot, depending yeah. on how you say it. Man, I don't think that... And I loved PlayStation. Gran Turismo was good. Mm. You did have a Grand Theft Auto on there. Eh. I what? might not have to buy this thing. I might just stick with what I got. I'm just waiting for when the N64 little console comes out. Cause Goldeneye? Goldeneye, of course. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. That's how we entrust the tape sometimes. It's Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. Well, in the comment section, leave your favorite video game. Yes, leave your favorite video game. Give us a five-star review. Tell us your favorite video game. And make sure you have yourselves a wonderful day and an even better week. Trust the tape and stuff. At DP Brugler at JC1053, and we will see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.